Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. So you may, if you're watching the video podcast, you may notice things are a little bit different. That is not my husband. (laughs) So this is our first guest star. This is my sister, Maria. And she's going to be guest starring in our episode this week. Brian gets the break, I guess, for this time. (laughs) So, yeah. And we are at her house. And so today we're just going to kind of be talking about, um, I guess, some of Maria's point of view on what it was like to grow up with an autistic sister. But at the same time, back then, she didn't know I was autistic. So now I guess it gave her some insights as to autistic things I did as a kid. And then she can list some stuff and I can kind of talk about it. I might not remember a lot of things either. So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) Yeah, she's only about like, what, year and a half-ish older than me? Something like that. Like a year, 11 months and 15 days, if you want to be exact. Yeah, it won't be exact. So we, we were pretty close growing up. So if I did any of that stuff, she'd probably be one of the best ones to remember it. Yeah. Pretty much. So, go ahead and get started. She made a list. Well, yeah, I jotted down. Just a few notes. <laughs> a page um, and a half. All right. So, things are going to be kind of out of order because I just jotted stuff down according to things as they came to me. And some stuff might be with other things. But <laughs> So, the first thing I wrote down was you were very particular with your stuffed animals. You had so many of them and you always like to switch them out each night. So no, I would switch off between a stuffed animal and the baby doll. Well, yes, and your baby dolls too. <laughs> but I categorize that all as kind of the same. But you would sleep with one, and then you would even have it all laid out in your closet. Of okay, now it's this one's turn, and even the next day you would have it set up mm-hmm. where you would mm-hmm. have it in your bed for the next time, and it it was just like this whole process. And it never made sense to me, but it was the way it was for you, and you liked it, and it made sense. And you were like so serious about like, this is it. I I don't want to make them feel bad and, and, you know, things like that. So that was something I remember you were always very particular about. And you had like a line in your closet, I think, too, where you just like pulled them out. I'm not sure how it worked, but you always had. I I always tried to grab the one that was in the back. So I'm like, oh, this is something. So I'm digging my arm back there and I pull out the one in the back. (laughs) I think you even said at one point, and this is something that I'll probably say again with something else. But like you always were worried about hurting the feelings of the objects. You'd be yep. like, I don't want them to feel bad. They're going to be alone. Or you would, you would say stuff like that. So you're like, I don't want them to feel left out. And so you would always try to give them feelings, I think, too, which was an interesting. So I don't know if that was just your imagination or that's a, a thing that you that's did. That's an autistic thing because I remember when I was talking to the psychologist, she was like, oh, did you ever have moments when you thought that like in inanimate objects were like you know you you kind of thought that like they had feelings and i was like yeah <laughs> <Two times. laughs> so yeah that was probably i've totally forgot about the stuffed animal thing yeah i remember that was a very set up thing and I, I had a lot and i think it was just one you did not sleep with multiple you might have sometimes but i think for sure you always had just one that you would sleep with every single yeah. night and it would always be on your bed and be ready Nine for that times night. Sometimes I they fall on the floor and I wake <laughs> up and sit in their face down on the floor. So much for that. Yeah. All right. The other thing which I'm sure has been mentioned in your previous podcasts and videos is your color coding with your clothing. 
right so now you always had not. that yeah no. i don't know if you always i can't remember for sure but i know for sure you had all of the colors and sometimes i don't know if you ever did it the way where you do short sleeves and long sleeves if you did no, any of that i think I it just, was specifically colors i just threw everything in there now it's short sleeves long sleeves are separate now mm -hmm. but i for me it's kind of weirdly opposite now where i don't like putting the same two colored shirts next to each other so i have a lot of <laughs> i have a lot of black t-shirts because you, you you know like going to concerts and stuff you always get like black t-shirts so i have so many black t-shirts so i always have like three or four just sitting at the end and i'm like yeah I'm like i have to put something in between them it's like weird now it's like it's almost like it's kind of changed to the point where it's like i don't like having the same color t-shirts next to each other so kind of yeah it's very interesting now but i did do the color coordinating yeah and my closet is separated by short sleeves long sleeves i have my pants or, or my jeans in one section the shorts are all together and then like my dresses and skirts are all, <laughs> so it's all kind of in little sections it's in whatever works for you i guess yes. okay to kind of go along with that same particularness is i remember think first grade for sure when they would give you the little spelling sheets where you had like your spelling words that you had to write down. And I remember you would sit at the kitchen table and we had like a little box of pencils and you'd pull out the whole drawer <laughs> of pencils and you would sit there and write each letter and then put it back. And I think you would line them up too. I lined them take up you so each one would get you For one-sided worksheet, I think it would take you like two or three hours just to write maybe 10 spelling words because you were like going through each one and you did that every time. And that was the same thing. You were like, I don't want them to feel left out. I want to use all of them. So I remember just being like, she's in first grade and she had one worksheet and I did all my homework and she's still right at dinner time. Mom, mom's like making dinner and I'm still, <laughs> still like sitting there writing, writing each one. It's just like... But you had to write with each pencil. And that was, I think, only at home. I don't know if you did it at school. I don't remember. I didn't have that many pencils at school because, you know, I feel like our mom was very much like you only had like a couple of pencils. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever, I don't remember anything like that at school. So I don't think yeah, I Yeah, you might not have. You were doing maybe stuff with like your markers or something, but I don't know if that was later on we started doing color coding with the letters. Maybe. But I can't remember that. Hmm. Um, This one was constantly even up into high school so what you would do is a lot of times you would blurt out so you just from a young age even until about high school you blurt out things that sometimes weren't uh socially acceptable may have been like inappropriate or you know just things that people wouldn't normally say so like Usually if someone would be like, oh, we don't want to tell people that. And then you would just go and la 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 and you just <laughs> tell people. And it's like, Piper, we told you you weren't supposed to say something. It's like, we don't know why you would do that. Sometimes you would just, I don't know, just felt you had to tell people. I, I could not be trusted <laughs> with birthday presents as a kid either. Yeah. I would tell people what the presents were and stuff. So I just couldn't go shopping for birthday presents because I would tell people what it was. Yeah. So you weren't the best about like, even if they weren't really secrets, it's just like, you know, someone, <laughs> if someone were to say something, you know, maybe that they shouldn't about somebody or somebody has a secret that's like, oh, this is something that we'll keep in the family. We shouldn't tell anybody. You would be like the first to just blurt it out to somebody. And it's mm -hmm. like, um, that's a family thing. We're not supposed to talk about that. So like, sometimes I think you just didn't understand because this was a young age, but you did start 
doing it sometimes. Like as you got older in high school, you would say stuff, but it was more of, I think it was like a switch. Sometimes you would, um, you'd be fine in social settings. And then sometimes it was like a switch and then you would just say something that's like, where did that come from? Like normally she wouldn't say something like that or I don't know, but it seemed like you were wanting attention or maybe you just were nervous. I always thought it was maybe you were nervous in a social setting. So you, in order to be part of the conversations, you would just say whatever and, and it felt fine. But a lot of people were just like, did she really just say that? I don't feel like I do that, do that as much anymore. No, you, that's something I feel like you've definitely younger, have grown out of yeah. doing. Now, now I just quote movies at random times. Yeah. And then see if anybody picks up on it, which a lot of times they don't. But I just mostly quote <laughs> movies now. Yeah. So that that was something I remember that was kind of hard at times because sometimes it would be stuff where it's like, I wish you didn't tell everybody that. <laughs> but I, I knew that that's just how you were. And sometimes you just you were just so casual about it. So a lot of times it's like I couldn't get mad at you because it's like, I don't think she even realizes like it just would not register to you like how it came across i'm like i don't think she just realized what she just said and how that's impacting the situation so i'll be mad for this little moment but i'll care about it i won't care anymore because it'll be over but there it was just a common thing that would happen but i look back at it now and i just laugh half the time because it was just funny situations um the other thing was i kind of made a list of different obsessions that you had and there was a bunch, because I know that when you were younger, you had a bunch of things that you really liked. So I remember you were obsessed with dinosaurs. I like my dinosaurs. You loved the dinosaurs movie when it came out, Disney. Um, you were having like a dinosaur umbrella. You had dinosaur toys. I still have. Dinosaur puzzle, things like that. I feel like there were so many more things, but you were just really into dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like it was just out of nowhere, just dinosaurs. And then along the lines, when you were even younger, you were really obsessed with E.T., I still love You had it. a bunch of E.T. stuff, too. Until I had that nightmare, and then they yeah. had to take it away. <laughs> yeah, I took both. Story for another day, but yeah. yeah. So I remember that was something. Um, you really liked pigs when you were little. Like, I remember you were, like, really obsessed about pigs and and horses, specifically ponies. You really loved baby miniature animal type things. If it seemed like they were smaller, like, it seemed like you were... I'm not trying to think of specifics, but like pigs, like piglets and little babies or something like, oh, it's a little baby one. Like you would get so excited about it, like a little baby pumpkin or, you know, things like that. I remember that was a huge thing. Then, And that was more when you were little. I don't know if it's just because you compared that to yourself as being the youngest child and you're like, oh, it's like me, it's little. But I mean, you'd just be Probably. like, oh, it's a little baby one. So like, that's all you would really say, but you wouldn't like go into more. So I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was just something you were into. Um, and you were kind of into being a tomboy at that age. So there was a lot of things that you really liked more of, like I was saying, the dinosaurs and stuff like that. You were liking more things up until, I don't know how old you were specifically, but there was a point where you always liked having stuff that normally, like, boys would kind of like. Not not fully, yeah. but you were liking more adventurous type games and like you had that one um i don't know what it's called but it was like this little flying it was made out of foam and it oh, had the little like copter the, uh, the uh hover copter because i yeah i had the big hover disc and then i had the little hover copter that was yeah and we always got stuck in the tree 
So yeah, we that had very to try first. <laughs> and it like it was it was very cheap. But you liked a lot more of that kind of like which I know, you know, any gender can really play with that, but you did seem to like less of like you would have moments that you liked the girl stuff, but you were seemed to be very drawn to more less frilly stuff. Yeah, I feel like I was in the middle, but like I would have moments where like you know, I would like playing with like hearts and stuff because I think like one year for Christmas, I got I got like a big old dump truck mm-hmm. for Christmas. When you and were I little. still had that because it, I thought it was cool, you know, and maybe it had something also to, to to do with our dad working with cars and trucks and maybe. us growing up around them. I mean, I don't know a dilly squat about them, <laughs> but like if someone goes, oh, hey, there's like this like truck show. You always go, ah, I'll walk around, look at trucks or whatever. I don't know anything about them, but I've just... And I feel like my how I dress now is more like t-shirts types. I don't really like super dress up. At least now, I just most of my wardrobe is like t-shirts and shorts or pants or whatever. So I feel like I feel like the tomboy I am a little bit more of that. But I have my moments. I could put a dress on and be girly, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could do both. Like there were times even when you were little, it's like you would still you know, dress like, you know, a young girl and wear dresses. And you just had that, like, where you kind of just, I guess, whatever you were feeling is mm-hmm. where you were type thing. Because you would do both. We we had, you know, I remember you had later on, like, the little princess teacup, tea set and stuff like that. Oh, or we do dress that. up. So, like, you would do things like that. But then there were times where it's just, like, you were just really into just things that weren't. Which was completely, like, I don't see anything wrong I with always it. played. I just remember that's how I you I always were. played the uh, dad whenever we played house. Mm-hmm. You were always the mom and I was always the dad, Yeah, you too. did love doing that. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah. That was something you loved to do. For some reason, it was you were just good I was at like, it too. I'll be the dad. You like yeah, to do that. I'm walking around in that voice. Honey, I'm home. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that one. And that's you were one. always the mom with your baby doll when we were playing house, and I was always the dad going off to work and stuff. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Let's pop in my head right now. Yeah. Um, the next one was I remember you were very picky with a lot of foods growing up like the specific ones or specific things i could think of is i know and this one just like randomly was one that i remember but i don't remember specific instances but there were times when we'd have broccoli and i remember i only liked the tops of the broccoli but you love the bottoms like i still that. like the bottom better it tastes better yeah and that, that was something that i always thought was really interesting because generally people like the tops more so it was interesting that you don't like do you remember why or do you think that there's I'll vaguely remember doing that i remember i remember you saying how you would only like the tops but i just feel like the bombs of the broccoli taste better i don't fully remember why i did that yeah but you think it was like do you not like the the texture i feel like that might have been what it was was more of the taste the taste i always thought it was a texture thing but I do remember that was something that was so funny and our sister would always joke about because we'd only eat the opposites and she's like, okay, well, we'll take Maria's, you know, bottoms and give them to Piper and take Piper's bottoms and our tops and give them to Maria. And so she's like, we got to switch your guys' plates. <laughs> so I always remember that part, just how that was something. It's like we were just the opposites when it came <laughs> to that. Um, another thing is like sometimes you would be 
Like if we had pasta sauce and it would have little chunks of tomato in it, you usually didn't eat the tomato. I didn't, growing up as a kid, I did not like tomatoes in my pasta sauce. I don't know what it was. I think that one, I think that was a taste one too. Hmm. Cause like, well, first of all, I also just thought it was pointless. I'm like, why are you putting tomatoes in a pasta sauce? The sauce is already tomatoes. So why are you putting tomatoes in there? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I just remember always looking at your plate and there'd just be these chunks of tomatoes left over every time. So I, I knew that was another one where it's like, I don't remember her ever saying why. She just would never eat the chunks of tomato. But I remember you also later down the road when it came to, I guess, other desserts and stuff like pies, you didn't like cooked fruit. You would always say you didn't like cobblers and things like you like your raspberry pie now, mm -hmm. but for a long time you I like, still don't like you don't like a lot of things that were freshly I warm or something. I can't eat cooked fruit. It makes me nauseous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> I just it just doesn't taste good to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I think has always been a thing for you is you just didn't like the there was also something else. Oh, you used to not like caramel. Do you still not like I caramel? caramel? I would say you would always say you didn't like caramel and you'd be like, I feel like I just ate eggs every time you ate caramel. And I don't know why that never made sense to me. <laughs> I think it's because, I don't know, because I feel like like I can eat caramel if if it's in like a Twix or something. But like mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there and eat like a caramel square or like a Werther's Original Caramel. Like I don't like the taste. I think back then I would eat it and I would maybe feel like I was having the same reaction as when I was allergic to eggs. I think that's why I would say that. Because, might be your gag reflex. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a gag reflex, and I thought it was an allergic reaction thing to it, but I was never actually allergic to it. But yeah, I think that was what I meant. And then me saying that, I figured everybody would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it just made me be like, what? <laughs> what is she saying? But no, I do remember that being another thing. And then I remember sometimes at mealtime, I don't, you were younger, so it wasn't something later. But when you were younger, you were really obsessed with drinking milk. That you would drink a couple cups of milk. Did I? At dinner time. And you wouldn't even eat half your dinner. You would just keep drinking the milk. And a lot of times, our mom would be like, okay, we need to stop giving you milk so you will eat. Because you wouldn't eat your food. you get so full. And it's like you would touch like hardly anything. So we, I remember you really loved milk. I mean, I still eat it, but yeah, I, don't, you like, I don't chug it like I used to. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, you used to do that a little bit where you just would drink a lot of milk. Hmm. You always loved the cheese. You would mm, eat cheese just cheese. by itself, still probably do. I actually don't slice. Well, we buy pre-sliced cheese now, but like if I'm putting shredded cheese on pizza, I'll grab a few pinches and just, just eat them. But I don't religiously eat cheese like I used to. Yeah, because I remember there was one time, probably when we were in high school-ish age, high school, middle school, and I remember I, I asked you what you had for lunch, because I was like, what should I have? Like, maybe she tells me what she had, I'll, I'll know what to have. And I asked you, and you're like, well, I had a slice of bread. <sighs> I love this. And then I had a piece of cheese, and then I had another slice of bread. <laughs> you're like, technically, I made a cheese sandwich. <laughs> It was just the way you told me of, like, what I you had. I remember that. I had a slice of bread, and then I had a slice of cheese, and then I had another slice of bread. So I don't make a cheese sandwich. I just ate it in three separate parts. Yeah, you kind of just, like, part. had little snacks, and it's like, well, technically. I ate bread, and I wanted the cheese, and I wanted the bread. Yeah, you would eat bread a lot. You would eat slices of bread like that, too. Or I'd, like, roll them up in the balls or something. Yeah. And I would, like, mm -hmm. put them, I would just play with the bread. 
Did you ever mash it? Oh. You play? Some I think people... I used to like squish it in my hand and then I would eat it. That was so, like the part you see the crust outline. I'm just mash. I could play with it like Play-Doh. trying to think because there was a time period when we were in elementary school and mom would make our lunches and she would cut out like our peanut butter jelly sandwiches and she would use cookie cutters mm -hmm. and that would get rid of like the um, crust and I don't know if that was because you didn't like the crust or you just couldn't eat a full sandwich or she was trying to make your lunch fun so you would eat it. I think she it. was just trying to make my lunch fun. Yeah. I also ate the same thing at my lunch every day. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I think by high school though I think I switched it up to like ham and cheese but even now like packing my lunch for work sandwich fruit snacks cheese stick like <laughs> applesauce or pudding or something and like chips it's like the same thing it's unless we have some sort of leftovers or to bring something in at work so every time sandwich applesauce fruit snacks chips cheese stick same same stuff mm -hmm. I, I will get different types of chips though I don't eat the same chip I get different ones yeah, you always used to love applesauce, even from I a young like age. Sauce. That was just always has been your thing. Like even at restaurants, you'll order the applesauce if it's a side I option. I got applesauce a few months ago, I think at a restaurant, and it came with some. And they're like, "You want applesauce?" I was like, "Duh." <laughs> I, I think it was when we went out for like Brian's sister's birthday or something, like Texas Roadhouse. I think they had like an applesauce, and I ate it. It was great. So that's like your top. I think it was applesauce, <laughs> green beans, and fish, because that goes together. <laughs> Sounds like a meal that you would get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another thing I wrote down was, so growing up, when you were probably like two or three, you just would follow me around and just do what everybody else was doing. You just, I don't know if that was just because you're like, oh, this is what we do. This is, we just follow everybody. But you would be a very much of follow the leader type thing you do exactly what i was doing or if i was causing mischief you would be with me causing mischief like you just would do what was happening a lot of the time so you're very much a follower that's a, that's a common autistic thing is that they follow or, or not follow but more of like they mimic other people's behavior so that they can try to like blend in mm -hmm. and seem normal so i was probably following you around doing what you were doing because i was like oh well this is what murray's doing so it's probably like the normal thing to do so that's probably why i did it. and it could have just also been a younger sibling thing where's she going i'm bored right yeah and you would do that even like with everyone else i think you just watch a lot you mm -hmm. look around and see what everybody was doing just to be like um what should i be doing because <laughs> i was seeing that even in our home videos looking back and just like you would kind of watch like what should i be doing i don't know <laughs> i guess i'll just do what they're doing <laughs> like you kind of had that um it seemed like that's what you were doing at least i couldn't understand you were young but that's what it looked like I do remember um, you did not like very loud areas as a oh, kid. Really? Um, like specifically, I don't know if you remember our, our sister having, I don't remember if it was her sweet 16 birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. but the whole time, and I don't know if it specifically was because of how noisy it was or because of the mascot, because you did have I had a fear a of mascots of, for a while, yeah. too. That was that was a weird fear I had. So I don't know if that was the situation, if you were just stressed out because of Chuck E. Cheese, or because it was really loud with music, and there was a lot of people. But I do remember that whole time, you were just having a little meltdown. Like you just see the stress. You were just kind of like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then there's me dancing around like there's two drastic... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I think it was a mixture of the fear of the mascots because they they used to have the guy in the Chucky suit who'd come out and mm -hmm. walk around, and then they had the robotic Chucky. Both and used to stress you. I out. was so scared <laughs> of both of them. And looking back, I'm like, maybe it was also like a mixture of that plus like the loud noises and being dragged to some place I don't want like didn't want to be at. Could have been a mixture of it. Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't really remember that day other than what we have in like the home video. So I really don't know what I was like, but that could have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because you would have that not just with Chuggy e. Cheese, but I remember like once we went to like a baseball game and they had a little mascot and that freaked you out. You just you weren't as bad by that point, but you still had like that fear and. Like you told me one time you like had gone to the bathroom and you're like, I knew the mascot was a girl because she was in the bathroom. Fredbird was in the bathroom. <laughs> Fredbird was a girl. He's like, I saw the feet. Because I had like, to ran. go pee and I saw the bird feet sticking out from under the stall next to me. So obviously at that time Fredbird was a girl mascot. Yeah. Unless mom took me to the wrong bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I do remember you having a little bit with that. And sometimes Oh, no, this other time uh, we went to, I don't know what the store was specifically, but we were getting a gift for our oldest sister and they happened to have, I don't remember if it was an actual figure or if it was just a cardboard cutout of Yoda. And I remember, and you were probably like maybe three or four years old, but we're there and all of a sudden, you know, mom's buying whatever she was buying and you just scream and cry out of nowhere and the poor owner that was you know ringing up the stuff was just like is she okay like we didn't even realize at first and then when mom realized what it was she's like oh and she's like she does not like because you were very terrified of yoda i was scared of yoda as a kid i don't know what it was about him i i'm better now but like yeah you did not i don't know what it was i did, you just not, did not like, like yoda it. he freaked me out as a kid and our sister having so many yoda toys in the house didn't always help and i just i don't know what it was with him and he's even like the good guy there's nothing wrong with yoda but i just i just didn't like him he just yeah, scared it me. would scare you anytime and she would tease you because she if you were being in trouble or something She'd be like, well, I'm going to go downstairs and get Yoda. And she'll run down there. And she, there was a specific one that I think talked. It but that was your most like terrified one. But then she had other little ones that were little figures. And those didn't bother you as bad. But when she brought that other one, it terrified you. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, you were not okay with Yoda for a very long time. I don't know what the deal was with that. I don't know. I can't really explain that one. I think just... I was just scared of a lot of different things as a kid, and maybe it was just not, I don't know. They were just weird fears to have. I can't really explain them. <laughs> yeah, so I just remember that was something that really set you off sometimes. I know costumes. You did not like at Halloween, like the scream masks. I still don't like the scream masks. I think those were your top one, but you didn't like anything that had a mask. A scary masks like that still kind of freak me out. Not so much when they're like hanging in like the store, but if someone's going to walk up behind me wearing one, you might get punched in the face. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're insinuating something. <laughs> I was talking to my husband. <laughs> when you were, and this might have been just because you were little, but um, you seemed to get very bored easily with things. So there would be like some activities that, us sisters would be doing like outside like there were times we'd play out in the snow and or we'd be in the sprinkler and we'd be playing for what did not seem like very long maybe 10 minutes and you'd be done you'd be like i'm too cold 
and you just wouldn't want to be outside anymore. So there was a lot of times where we would play with you and do stuff with you, but then you'd be like, I don't want to be out here anymore, and you want to be inside. So it was just, I remember that was a common thing as being a kid, but I think it may have been just, maybe you were more sensitive to the cold and being like... Yeah, autistics tend to have their body temperatures is... um irregulated a lot more i think so they can get hot really easily or cold a lot easier than other people so it may have just been like oh i'm outside playing a sprinkler and i just be like freezing cold like i'm not comfortable with like go inside mm-hmm. could have been could have been a lot of it yeah because i remember that was something that would always be the case you'd start getting kind of fussy or you know not wanting to be out anymore and you'd be like, i need to go inside and you would need help getting inside or I'm whatever freezing. yeah so i remember that was something that would happen a lot um there was a time when we were at a friend's birthday party where we were supposed to do, like, it was a tea party and we were supposed to get dressed up. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, you did not want to participate in getting dressed up. Sometimes you didn't like dressing up around other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you would do it okay at home. But I think sometimes when we were in a larger or, you know, more people around. I don't think you really like to do all that crazy stuff. You're just like, um, I just want to be here. Don't make me do things. Right. You were very simple and just like, don't make me do all this. So there was a time where it's like we were all dressed up and you just were like, I'm going to sit here in my normal clothes. And you were fine with that. Like you didn't want to have to get all dressed up. But it, that could have been because you didn't maybe maybe they were trying to get you to try something on. Maybe. And it, you didn't like the way it looked or felt. Because I know that can be a thing for some people. Mm-hmm. But I know that was something I remembered. So then there was um, the zoo in Grant's farm. So specifically at the zoo, you were kind of terrified of the butterflies. I'm still working on the butterflies. Yeah, you didn't like them flying around you. And I remember that would kind of cause a little fit sometimes. You just did not like I still that. get a little nervous around butterflies. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that, like, they're bugs. Like, I know they don't hurt you and stuff like that. But maybe it just has to do with them just, like, being bugs in general. And I don't like bugs. And things maybe. that fly. Like, bugs fly. Like, they aren't supposed to fly. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that is a big thing. But, yeah, I didn't like butterflies. But you were pretty good about doing it some of the time. Like, I know there was a few times you didn't want to, but you were pretty good about it. Well, it's because there was always somebody in fucking front of me and behind me. So I guess if one landed on me, I trust you guys to take it off or something. Well, yeah, there was a time when we went and I remember you were like, you had, you were sandwiched between dad and mom and you were right in between them. And you're like, as long as I have them on either side of me, they can't land on me. <laughs> so I, that makes sense now. It's like a wall. You cannot <laughs> land. Yeah. And then at um, Grant's farm, it was specifically the goat pen. You did not like the baby goats. I don't know if it was just you were worried because they would jump on you. I, I don't like animals jumping on me, like big animals and like that. Like when people like you over someone's house and like their big dog like jumps on you. I don't like that at all. I, I mean, I used to have a fear of dogs too. Mm-hmm, so I, I that, that might have been a lot of it too. I'm fine mostly now with like the smaller dogs, bigger dogs I can still get a little scared of. So I think that it was just the goats would jump on me and I, don't, I, I didn't I wasn't super comfortable around animals a lot we also have a bunch of animals growing up so I feel like I wasn't like we didn't really have a dog too much growing up till we were older yeah I so, mean some of your childhood there was there was a dog but yeah there was a good gap where we didn't and I think that's when your fear with dogs actually was really high was after uh, our first dog had passed away because that's mm-hmm. when you started having a lot of 
um, issues when we would go to friends' houses or neighbors or anytime we were around. And they were friendly dogs, but you just wouldn't do it most of the time. That was another thing where you, if you didn't like something, you were like, I'm not doing it. Like you were very, this is this and this is where I am with it. I'm not doing it. I think I was like dragged by a dog once as a kid we were at some lady's house and i think the dog had grabbed me by the ankle and like dragged me at one point for a little bit and the lady had to like pull her dog off of me it was like a little dog was Was that not far from our house i think it was the lady who lived next door to our friend's house at the time and she had a little dog i guess we were over there talking to her and all i all the only memory i have is being dragged and then the lady punching her dog stop See, I don't, I don't remember that, but I do remember there was something. Unless you weren't there and it was just the friends, but I remember that yeah, happened to know. me. I don't know. And I don't I, remember. I just don't remember who was standing there with her. I know it was our friend, but I don't remember if you were there or not, or if it was like another friend that was there. I mean, so. it may have been possible, and maybe I'm just making this up, but it's possible that maybe the dog jumped on you and just with how little you were at the time, maybe you fell over i don't have any specific memories i do know there were times when we went to that because it was outside in the yard we didn't go into her house or anything we we weren't allowed to do that with people mom and dad didn't know we just yeah. we stayed in the yard and be outside but i remember she'd have her dogs out and i do remember you were having problems with her dogs and so we usually didn't go to their house after that but i don't have any specific mm-hmm. thing i th- i know you told me that the dog bit you like your finger or something but i don't it was remember my ankle. okay i don't remember that part maybe it didn't like maybe it just nipped at you but i wasn't i don't i don't think i was there for that one <laughs> no one really remembers yeah i was gonna say i don't i remember you telling me you got bit but it was more of just i just assumed it was like you know when a puppy just nips at you and wants to play it could have been but as a little kid that right. could hurt more yeah yeah so that might have been part of that dog fear but yeah like i said like after our big dog had died when we were kids we didn't really have dogs around all the time so i think just me not also being around them and knowing that they were okay maybe had something to do with that fear because you know i'd see other people's dogs and i would be scared like we had a dog that used to come to our school and visit us and i used to be i used to freak out in first grade because it was yeah. a dog. and, and that was would... around the time that was like the year after we were dealing with where we didn't have any animals yeah that you were and you weren't very you kind of seem like in the home videos that you weren't so sure about Lucky even. Like, and you were little. Like, you got this giant Great Dane lab mix dog. run around. Running around and stuff. And it's like, you only had so much time where you were really around that. So, like, I think that's where your, maybe your fear was, like, just a little, but it I, got worse. That's probably also why I like smaller dogs better than a lot of bigger dogs. I think I'm just more comfortable because maybe it helps me feel more, like, powerful over them because they're smaller mm-hmm. and easier to control versus, like, a really big dog. Like, like, if it gets out of control, it can drag you versus, like, our little dog we have now. I just pick them up. And it's fine. Yeah. You know? So and that might be why I like smaller dogs better. Yeah. Makes sense. This one kind of ties back to the one where I was talking about how you usually would watch and did what everyone else did. Like, you seem like you were very quiet mm-hmm. as a kid, I think, when you were about... I mean, obviously, like, when you're, you know, two, you don't say a whole lot. But I feel like when you were, like, two, three, even almost till you were four, but, like, two and three, you were very quiet. Like, you, like, as a baby, you're just like, you know saying whatever and making all sorts of noises but around two and three you got kind of quiet 
Mm. Whereas I feel like more kids might be talking more and you were kind of, you were kind of there is the thing. He would see you and you just kind of always look like you're just like, I'm here and I'm not sure how to feel about it type thing. I don't know if that is the same thing or not, but I don't know. I always feel like there's a lot of instances even now where I'm just like there. It's like, I'm just kind of here. Yeah, and that's kind of I don't of really want like to participate in what's going on, but I'm just like here because I'm here. It's like I'm forced to be here right now. <laughs> Either forced or it's like doing something that like I don't want to do. And it's like, well, I don't feel like doing that, but I'm still here. So I'll be over yeah. there. It's like that's how you were when you're little or something. And you're just like, I don't know how else to be above <laughs> the adults here that are forcing me to do this. So I'm just doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's. That's most of what I have on the list. I don't know if there was anything else that you uh, were thinking of. So I think anything. I could think of was like the the celebrity crushes I had. As oh, a kid I did have that on you here. Had that on I there? did have that on here. I skipped over it. I think. Where did it go? Oh yeah, I I missed over it. Yes, you had an obsession with not only celebrities but even at a young age you were very obsessed with boys in general um like there were times when you were probably i don't know the youngest but i remember at church probably when you were i want to say like maybe five maybe and i remember you would just you would jump around with all the different boys in your class and like them all and you were just boy crazy i always like the boy there wasn't a time in my life where i didn't have a crush on either a boy i knew or a guy who was a, a celebrity yeah that's, so i was gonna say was that's just... something i remember you always had something some sort of obsession a little bit i don't know why but it would just be like i mean i mean i still have like a, i mean i don't have as much of like non-crushes celebrities now because obviously i'm married so like i married that crush but like <laughs> i'm still gonna have like celebrity crushes but it's like i don't know i feel like as i slowly got older though like around the age that i could start like marrying like when i was older than 18 i feel like i didn't have as much of like crushes crushes because you know by then it was like well i, I don't know i just didn't like as many people there were also a whole lot of options though yeah but yeah, that that was a big thing. I think um a lot of it was more celebrity based. I feel like though because I had a lot of, a lot of celebrities I had to think for. Yeah, well, so. I guess I do have one more thing just to wrap uh-huh. up my yeah. end of stuff. But uh, I guess to sum up, you know, my overall just if before I even knew about you being diagnosed, just overall what I always knew about you is I just knew that you were just, you were different, but I was okay with your different, you know, there were, there were times where it's like, yeah, that's a little weird, or yeah, that's different, or, you know, yeah, there would be times like, because even there were kids, and once I got into high school and ran into a lot of the people that, you know, knew you in class, and they would talk to me, and, you know, ask me, and they'd be like, oh, you're Piper's sister, and, you know, they're like, do you think she's weird, or, you know, they would try to ask me, and try to, like, admit to, all these awful things that they would say about you. And I'd just be just like, I don't really want to talk to you. But it's like, I I never really had a problem with who you were, even when they would point out those types of things. So like, I just always thought that just those were your things, you know, that's just who you were all the time. You always had your little weird stuff. 
but it's like it didn't really affect me you were like my best friend to me so like it didn't phase me any it's like good she's weird too because i'm weird like it's it's fine but i don't yeah, know we, we have a lot of common similarities and like similar personality traits so it might be one of the reasons why i bonded so much better with you but i mean also been we spent like almost every day together <laughs> you know being being basically one year apart at school you know we were basically there for our entire like childhood and high school lives and all that stuff but mm -hmm. i forgot i was going with that <laughs> but yeah so you, i mean it wasn't like harder growing up within like an autistic system i mean like we, like i say you, we didn't know at the time that i was mm -hmm. autistic so for you it was just mostly like oh my sister just does weird things and that's how it is but it wasn't like harder or anything was it having a autistic sister i didn't feel like it i mean yeah there were times i'm sure like any other siblings situations and relations will be like oh they're driving me nuts like yeah i know there were times when you fought like crazy and there were times where we just didn't get along mm -hmm. but like i feel like as we got older like into middle school and i think specifically high school became like really really but we've always you know been but i feel like our relationship became more friends you know, when we got older and we could talk about things and, you know, there are things that it's like we didn't want to talk to in front of mom. So sometimes we'd just be like, oh, da da da. we talk about things and we just had that. I feel like that's where we really like bonded as, you know, not just sisters, but became like each other's best friend. Like we were always, you know, best friends and sisters. But I feel like that's where it was the start of where mm -hmm. it really would happen. I do feel like I fought a lot and was angry a lot as a kid yeah you did have that i did fight with our mom a lot i feel like me and her got butt heads a lot and it also just could have been i was so stressed out about stuff but i didn't know how to express it to you guys yes maybe could there, there could have been that. a lot of it of just me being overly stressed and overly angry but i didn't know how to like tell you guys that mm -hmm. or, or maybe like maybe i did at one point and you guys just thought i was overreacting about stuff I don't know. I don't remember a lot of that stuff. Well, there but... were times, so since you're bringing that up, there were times where I noticed, like, because you were a lot more, I want to say nice. <laughs> you were a little nicer when you were younger. And then I remember, like, there was, like, one New Year's or something. And I remember, like, just noticing you changed quite a bit where you got a little more irritable, which, let's the be clock real. struck midnight yeah. and I was like angry now yeah you were just very different because I was like happy like I was trying to be all like nice and happy with you and you're just like man you're like really mad at me and I was like where did that come from like she was you're just like really mad at me all I'm the sure time. I wasn't tired I don't know what it was because after that you started having like you were saying more of that anger and, and that could be the hormonal thing at that age and on top of you know just processing because I know that was something you did struggle a lot too even though we did tell each other things i do know that there were times that you would bottle in a lot of your emotions and you'd just be mad and upset that i wouldn't understand and i'm sitting here like well you didn't tell me why or you haven't told me why and so sometimes you would tell other people and then be like well that's why she's upset and like well, why didn't she tell me like sometimes i think you would have to have people that you're most comfortable with sharing specific things with and sometimes you just didn't maybe at the time know how to express it and then you could express it later when you were with somebody else. Right. Because there were times you wouldn't tell things to me or tell things to mom or, you know, she, you'd just be mad and you'd just be like, you guys, I don't know. And you'd just be like mad and just angry and like, leave me alone type thing. Like you had moments like that. But I mean, that's a normal 
teenage response, I would think, preteen yeah. type thing. But there were just times where it's like you just would try to make an argument, but it wouldn't work. And so it's just like, okay, I'm not sure what she was just trying to say, but she's not happy. <laughs> I was not very good at arguing. No, you actually, you really struggled with that. You just went, well, and then you just would try to, it, it's fine. And something, you would just do something like that. You wouldn't have a legit reason where it's like, oh, okay, we'll leave you alone. It's just like, well, I, nah, nah. and it's like, okay. <laughs> yep. You just would have the randomest things that would be your points. But yes, you, your, your argument points usually weren't the best. But I think, you know, you, you were trying to do it in the best way that you know how. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's the emotions. But I do remember that was something. And it, I think it got pretty bad when you were a teenager in high school because it got to points where I know, like you said, you and mom high were kind of... High school was very stressful for me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it had to do just education-wise. That's where I struggled the most. And, you know, having to do, like, math and the subjects that I really struggled with, I just feel like I was really stressed out in high school. And that's why I did things like basketball and theater because I didn't feel as stressed when I did that, you know, those types of things. Mostly theater. Basketball is still kind of stressful, but <laughs> doing theater, it wasn't as stressful and it was just easier and nice. And I think I like the whole, like, pretending, you know, with the acting and being somebody else because I already do that now with them asking so it's like i was already kind of used to doing that mm-hmm. so i think that made it less stressful but yeah, yeah. I, I do remember when you were finished with middle school and like i was so excited for you i'm like oh are you so excited and you were like so upset the whole summer i was so sad that was even yeah. eighth grade i don't know why i didn't like middle school <laughs> I was like, yeah you came home and you were like really upset and you were like feisty about things all summer long you did not like the idea about going I liked to high, high school, school way better I did not like yeah. middle school. I was only in middle I, school I for two years was... anyway. I didn't even go to sixth grade. So I didn't even yeah. have to. It might have been more of the change. Like you didn't like that change. Because mm-hmm. for when you were done with um, elementary school, you were being homeschooled. So I think that was something that got sprung on you. I don't think you knew you were going to. And then not really. that got sprung on you probably that summer. But like, I think when you were doing middle school and then knew you were going to high school, that was your first time really transitioning to a whole new environment and i think you didn't like maybe the idea of growing up and yeah which has to do with the childlikeness of the autism and realizing that you're getting older and growing up and stuff that could have been a lot to do with it too which is you know realizing you were getting older and and the change because you know i went from being homeschooled to being thrown into middle school but then i finally got used to that and then i was thrown into high school so yeah, because middle school, you're there for like six years, five, six years, depending on where you go to like elementary school. So I think it just might have also been like a change thing. But mm-hmm. Well, the whole just environment, how yeah. to adjust to a whole new environment is already draining on top of it. Just, so just adding that to it, just overload. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think if there's was anything else. I, I forgot about like half that stuff you wrote down until you brought it up. And I was like... Oh, but it's nice to get somebody else's point of view because I don't always remember everything I do, but as somebody who, like, watched me grow up, then there's little things I probably did that were weird that you probably remember better than I do. Yeah. You know, because, like, I don't remember well, drinking, like, a gallon of milk. I just milk. thought of something, a random memory, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with, but it was part of your life, so maybe. But when you were allergic to eggs, mm-hmm. you kind of, like would pretend i think or maybe would like to uh, mean me and 
my husband like to think about maybe why you would uh, say that or do this, but you wouldn't say anything like if we were in a church activity and they had the treat, which mm, usually had eggs in it. But I remember one time we were in an activity and they were giving out the treat and I knew right away, I'm like, this probably has eggs in it. And you're just like getting ready to grab it. And so I asked the leader, cause I was like looking at you and you're like, we're not gonna ask. I was like, are you gonna ask them? Like if it even has eggs, you're the one with the allergy type thing. And you didn't. So I ended up asking the lady, I said, hey, is there eggs in this? And she's like, oh, there is, are you allergic? I'm like, no, my sister is though. And like, I remember that I always had to kind of watch cause like you were about eight at this point. So mm. like you knew you were allergic to eggs. You've had uh, so many mishaps. You had gone to, you know, the hospital. You knew the effect of eating right. eggs. But here you were in a setting where it's like you just didn't seem to ask. You did later would just knew yeah. you couldn't. And I know that was hard for you because you would kind of avoid I the situation. I think situations. a lot of it was looking back on that. I was like being the center of attention and having just the attention automatically drawn on you, which I didn't like, mm -hmm. which has to do with the like autism and i remember i would get like anxiety and stuff because it's like i didn't want people to have to like i don't know i just i just didn't like everybody knowing about it and being like center of attention or like everybody getting all worried and like worked up about it so i didn't like people to know about it and i didn't normally bring it up mm -hmm. so i just would have moments where i just would go to activities or whatever and i just wouldn't eat the treat or i bring it home for you or somebody else and it's just like I, don't yeah. know, I just didn't like being the center of attention. Everybody get worried and all that stuff. It just brought me so much anxiety. Yeah. I used to get really bad anxiety. Because you it. used to sometimes, as we got older, you would like run and go to the bathroom and that way you wouldn't have to get it. And I always felt so bad for you. But yeah, I do remember in the beginning, you just kind of like, I guess you were trying to pretend like it wasn't happening or the situation and maybe mm -hmm. it would just be over and you can get out of it. Yeah. But I didn't want you to be going to the hospital because I knew what had happened in the past where. You would just like, oh, everyone else is eating it or something. Because that's what you did in kindergarten one year. It was someone's birthday and everybody was... And you knew you weren't supposed to, but you still ate it. And so it's like, ah, I don't need that again. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that specific yeah. situation. Like, what was going through your mind, at, you know, when you were five or six years old? I don't really think... I don't really think I was thinking anything. I think I just ate it. But, I mean, I think I knew, but at the same time, I don't think our parents were very good at being like, hey, if you get this stuff in class, you're not supposed to eat it mm -hmm. type stuff. I just knew, like, at home, like, oh, like, we just don't, we don't have eggs and I'm allergic to it. So I don't know if it was more of a communication or just, like, I wasn't taught to be like, you don't eat this stuff. Yeah, you may have just thought, oh, it's at home, we don't eat this, right. but out in it, public. <laughs> it, it may have been that whole thing, which which I I think our mom takes some of the blame for she's kind of told me that it's like yeah because i mean at five years old it's you're still kind of like figuring that out but i think after that mom was like okay listen <laughs> i was like because i knew even at that age at that point i was like okay she's not supposed to but then there yeah. were times where you're i got just really like, sick after that yeah but yeah that might have been but i'm glad i just have to deal with that anymore <laughs> like even even like a little bit more into like my adulthood, like after me and Brian had got married and we had moved, even um, reminding his family sometimes of my food allergy would give me anxiety because once again, it was that whole like being the center of attention, everybody being like, oh, but like, what can you eat? Just be playing underneath that pressure. I would still get anxiety. And so, and like, and I know even now, like sometimes his sister will bring it up as like a joke and I'm like, it's not funny anymore. 
Yeah. Give me the dang cookie. <laughs> like, so, I think it was just more of, like, the anxiety and just, like, okay, like, can we just go home now? Yeah. Type thing. Because, like, looking back, I remember I would, like, would get, I don't know if you ever noticed, I would get, like, sometimes teary-eyed or just get really yes, big anxiety. Yes, you would put a fake face on because I sometimes people would forget and they knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I would, that's why I started making egg-free stuff for you because I would feel so bad because I could tell they meant well they'd be like oh no because one minute they would see you they'd be like oh no there's eggs in this and mm-hmm. i could just see the look on your face where you were trying not to cry and you'd like try to put this fake face on i'm like she's trying not to cry i gotta go make her brownies or something like i'd be like i gotta make her cookies that she wants because i feel so bad because it, it they just would forget sometimes and it wasn't just like me being mad at them i think yeah. it was just the whole like awkwardness awkwardness and, and like feeling left out type things like i already had a food allergy so you don't really feel like you're everybody else. I think the food allergy didn't really help with my autism with being like, oh, well, you can't be like everybody else because you can't eat these foods. and you can-. So maybe it was just that feeling of, oh, like I don't feel included with all that. I'm not really sure what it was. I just remember I used to get like really emotional about that stuff. Well, it could be feeling. just processing your emotions like you were saying. That was something you always struggled with. Yeah. And just even when it's an awkward situation on top of that, that's just so much you're trying to process in a very right then and now everybody's watching me stressful situation. How do I handle this 10 second thing that I'm freaking out about? It, it's right. that anxiety and all of that. But yeah, I do remember that happening from time to time. Think of anything else? Or do you think that's covered? The thing is, I'll probably think of something else as soon as we're done. I'll be like, mm. <laughs> write it down for part two. That's true. We'll, we'll probably have a part two. Yeah, we'll make a part two. And we can, because there's probably going to be a lot more that you could think of, which is nice to talk about, because now I can look back and realize now, like, oh, yeah, that was this whole thing. Because growing up as a kid, I never knew what it was. It was just kind of like, I don't know why I'm freaking out about this thing. Yeah, you just didn't understand. I don't know why processing. I'm doing this thing or whatever. Which is why there's part of me, it's like, well, like, you know, maybe it would have been nice to get a diagnosis earlier as a kid, but I don't even know if it even crossed our parents' mind to even think about getting me, you know, tested for that. Well, it was still pretty early in those years. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of things were just, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we're talking this was in the thousands. You know, some people were just barely understanding that people even were having signs of autism of all different kinds. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember we had known somebody at church that their kids had a, I'm not sure what you would call it, if it was high functioning or, you know, the family I I'm talking about. I think theirs was the... Um, nonverbal. Nonverbal one. And I remember mm-hmm. they used to like sit down and talk to us about it. And I used to think it was like this really scary thing because I was only ever taught about that type of autism, the nonverbal mm-hmm. one. So... You know, looking into it more, and then after my friend got diagnosed as well, I realized that it was this whole spectrum thing. It wasn't just, like, only, like, the nonverbal ones. Because sometimes those kids can, you know, be a little intimidating sometimes because they can't control what they do. And there can be situations that can be scary or stuff that you don't understand about them. So I think as a kid, for me, that was scary for me to think about just being like, oh, like, you know, they do this differently or whatever because i didn't understand it mm-hmm. I, my autism couldn't process autism <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i don't know if that's a common thing but my autism couldn't process the other autism it's like what is happening <laughs> why is this yeah too much overload yeah so i don't know if that was ever something that 
like you said, if our parents even were thinking, like, I think they just didn't know because this is mm-hmm. this was the first time they were dealing with all their kids, one that was like this. You know, mm-hmm. each kid is always going to be different. So when you're dealing with a kid, it's like, well, that's just what they're doing. So right. can't expect all the kids to do everything the exact same. But, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of other histor- history going on in our family around that time anyway. So things could have been kind of right. distracted in other ends. But. That's true. Yeah, I think that's that's going to cover today's episode. <laughs> Definitely a longer one, but I think you guys probably learned a lot. I learned a lot more about myself as a kid. <laughs> and I think it was nice just to get the different perspective on it from somebody who grew up with me. Because I don't remember a lot of stuff, so yeah. I think that was nice. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap up so i want to thank my sister for guest starring and spilling all the juicy details about our childhood well i'll spill out even more in the next one there's no nah. stories <laughs> but yeah if you want to hear more we'll do a part two together sometime in the future where we can go because there's probably a lot more stuff we could cover of me as a kid but that would make this like a two to three hour podcast and we don't need to be having that so yeah so stay tuned for the next podcast episode where we're going to be interviewing my autistic friend and kind of doing some similar comparisons and other things about autism that we're going to talk about together so stay tuned for that make sure you like and follow our facebook and instagram page for updates and yeah just like submit any other questions you have and thanks for listening we'll see you next time bye bye